And Father, we're going to make sure that we give nobody but you the praise. Nobody but you the honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's your praise. It's your glory. It's your honor, oh God. Father, we bless you. We bless you. Come on, somebody lift up your hands. Come on, come on, lift up your hands, Father. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. We glorify you, O God. Less of us, more of you. None of us, all of you. Father, think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords that none of your word would fall to the ground. So, Father, right now, high glory, heal, save, and deliver. Father, right now, this is your, Father, this is your word. And, Father, you said heaven and earth, earth shall pass away, but your word shall never, it will never, it can never pass away. So, Father, right now, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify you. Hallelujah, Lord. We magnify you, oh God. We thank you. We bless you. In your wonderful and majestic name, and everyone said, amen and amen and amen. Sister Karen, Sister Missy, thank you for joining in. Come on. Let your people know we're going into part two. Amen. Because we didn't have enough time this morning. Amen. So, we're listen, listen. We are in a time right now. Hallelujah. We are in a time of what God calls a Moadim. A Moad or a Moadim. It is. And you're going to find this out. Amen. Glory. And listen, we're just going to get up into it. Amen. Because I'm not going to keep you long. But we didn't get a chance to finish about how and why God says to come into his presence. Three times in a year. There are certain times. Now listen. And let me just make this clear. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But with all of your getting, get understanding. This is about getting understanding. This is not about a, a tradition. This is not about a religious uh, ceremony or uh, uh, any, anything like that. This is about doing what God said to do. Amen. Why? Because if we do not obey the Lord in the areas that he tells us to obey, amen, then we run the risks of missing out on what God has planned for us. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on now. Hey, glory. He shot to the bottom. Come on now. I wish I had somebody on here right now. Uh, come on now. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody bless his name. S Sister Sarah, thank you for joining in. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Just begin to just log in. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Log in. Come on. Brother Gilbert, thank you for joining in. Come on. I'm just trying to get everybody on and, and, and signed in because, amen, we had to... Amen. Glory. Our glory. He shot Come on now. Come on. Come on. Log on in. Log on in right now. Come on. Don't miss this. Don't miss this right now. Amen. Amen. Come on. Grab your Bibles. I'm just trying to type this in here so that we can get everybody logged in because we are talking about the this time and season that we're in right now. Um, first of all, we have to understand that when God tells us to come into his presence, there is always a reason why he tells us to come into his presence. Why does, why does God tell us to come into his presence? Daughter Jamie, thank you for joining in. Come on. Come on. Why does God say uh, that? Why did God do what he did? Amen. Because we have to understand that first of all, God doesn't bring a pandemic. He doesn't bring a virus. He doesn't do these things. But the Bible says all things work together for our good. Now, listen, it's no coincidence that we are in a situation right now. The world is in a situation, whether or not they are believers or not, that God has, has allowed for people to be shut up in their homes. Now, most of the time, when God tells us that he wants to commune with us. He wants to get us 
by ourselves because God is all about a personal one-on-one relationship. So right now we are in the timing, we're going into the time of the Feast of Passover. So the Feast of Passover or the Feast of Unleavened Bread is a time when God told us to remember that he brought us out of Egypt. Egypt represents the land of not enough. Now, here's what you got to understand. I'm just going to type a couple of things here. Egypt represents the land of not enough. Now, I'm specifically making sure that I emphasize the word land because in this season, God told us at the beginning of the year, amen, that that the season of 5780, I know some of you didn't wait until 2020 to happen, that this is your land, this is your season, this is your season of crossing over into your land of inheritance. Amen. Did I spell everything right? Yes, I did. Amen. So, this is your season of crossing over into your land of inheritance. So, if Egypt represents the land of not enough, and we're crossing over into another situation, God will always make sure that if he takes us out of one thing, he's going to put us in a better situation. So if we're going from the land of not enough, he's taking us into a land of more than enough. So listen, in this season of crossing over, in this season of Passover, you are going to your land of more than enough enough. Now why? Now why is God why is God saying that this wealthy place is going to be a place of more than enough? Number 1 is because El Shaddai is in operation in this season right now. El Shaddai. Amen. He is the God of more than enough. When you read about him in the Bible, he's called Almighty God or the Lord God Almighty. And and because King James had a hard time translating what was going on, he used the Almighty God. But in the actual Hebrew sense, it was El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. So if I say that, I have to show this to you in the word. Okay, because okay, we're going to get started. We're not going to be, be, be long, but I wanted to finish what we were talking about earlier today. First of all, in this time of the Feast of Passover, God came down to deliver. God came down personally. This is the time and season that God has appointed, amen, so that way he can personally come down and intervene intercept any of the devil's plan, and to improve every situation that you're in right now. So first of all, let's go to Psalms chapter 102. Just to recap, Psalms 102, amen, come on, stay with me. Come on, stay with me. Come on now, Psalms 102. And we're going to look at verse 12 and 13. Psalms 102, verse 12 and 13, and then we're going to go to Exodus chapter 3. So Psalms... 102 and Exodus chapter 3. Amen. Psalms 102, verse 12 and 13. Here's what it says. Amen. Look at what it says. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever and thy remembrance unto all generations. You shall arise. You shall get up. You shall stand and pay attention to what we're going through. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. Okay, why? Because we didn't do everything right last season. We didn't do everything last year. We didn't do everything right yesterday. But he says that he's going to get up and have mercy. He's going to release mercy upon Zion. Zion represents the body. So for the time, now check it out. 
To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. For the time to what? Favor her. To put his divine influence and presence on our life. Amen. To favor her, yea, the set time is come. Now, we're going to deal with this phrase, set time. And then we're going to deal with is come. So, the phrase set time is a Hebrew word, moad or moadim, which means appointed. It means God sets the time. Appointed time, appointed meeting, and appointed place. Okay? So, these are the times. This is the time that God set in the earth to personally get with us. And I'm going to show you where God personally is closer to us in these seasons and times than any other times of the year. Not that he's not everywhere at the same time, but he comes down personally to get and to commune and to communicate and to fellowship with us, his sons and daughters. Now, he says that the set time, the appointed time, appointed meeting, and appointed place is come. Now, here's the key. Is come. It's present tense. The word is, it means right now. So he's here right now in this time. When we go into Friday evening, Friday evening, starting Friday evening, for, the, for seven days after that, he'll be here personally to intervene, to communicate, to fellowship with us personally. And I'm going to show you that in the Word. For the set time is come, present, right now. He's here. How glory. He's shot. Uh, see, here, here we go. Go to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Come on. Exodus chapter 3. Let me just share this with you because I got to hurry up because I got to get this to you so we can finish what we were, what we were beginning this morning. Because somebody needed to understand that even though God doesn't cause a virus, he'll use it so he can come down and commune and communicate and tell us things to come. Amen? Come on. If you're getting something so far, someone type amen. Amen. I want you to stay with me. Come on. Sister Carrie, thank you for joining in. So, Look at this, Exodus chapter 3. Sister Virginia, thank you for joining in. Exodus chapter 3. Now remember, we are in a set time. We are in a Moad or Moadim. God's set time. It is a time when he comes, well, first of all, he set it in the beginning. Then he lets us know when the appointment is. Amen. So come on, Exodus chapter 3. Look at verse uh, glory. Look at verse 2. Now the angel of the Lord appeared unto Moses in the flame of fire. Now this phrase, angel of the Lord, sometimes in the Bible it does talk about an actual angel from God. But in this case, it's talking about God himself. Once again, translation from Hebrew into King James English, they couldn't do it, so they used what they knew. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in the, in the midst of a fire in a burning bush. He looked, and behold, the bush burned, but it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside to see the great sight why the bush is not burnt. Now, here's the key to walking in your fullness of this season. You have to, you have to pay attention to what God is doing. This is why God be continued with the conversation. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. This was a supernatural time. The bush was on fire, but it was not burning. Okay? God used a supernatural event to get Moses' attention so he would know it just wasn't a dream. It just wasn't something that, that was normal. No, this doesn't normally happen. And when the Lord saw that he turned to see. Now, when God sees that you have stopped what you are doing to pay attention to what he's doing, now he says you're ready. Check out what he says. Now, when the Lord saw, when Elohim saw that he turned to see, God, Elohim, called 
unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Once again, this, this morning, can you tell the Lord, here I am, even before you know what he going to ask you? Come on now, this is key. Because listen, God wants to see, are you willing and obedient before he tells you what you're going to do? Come on now. Hey, shout to the bar. Come on. You have to understand. God doesn't give us all the information. He first of all sees whether or not you're willing to do the first thing. Are you willing just to answer the call? Because God's always talking. He's always calling. But sometimes we're not hooked in to the correct telephone line to hear from God. And this is what God wants to change. Ha, glory. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow or imitate. Now, here's how we know. I, I wanted to let you know that I wanted to show you that this was God and not just an angel. Okay? When the Lord... Your, when the Lord Jehovah saw that he turned around to see, God Elohim called from the midst of the bush. Verse 5. And he said, do not come near. Take off your shoes from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Here's how we know it's God and not just an angel or a representative from heaven. When God comes into a place, that whole place is changed from unholy to holy, unsanctified to sanctified, unsacred to sacred. Because God was there. The Father was there. Everything where his presence was, was now holy. Which means Moses became holy in that instant. In this situation right now, when you come into God's presence, he's going to wipe away your past after you repent. So that way you become separated unto him. You become sacred. You become sanctified. You become holy. You become the righteousness of God. Amen. Moreover, he says, now here's how we go. Here's the proof. This is God and not an angel. I am the God, Elohim of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. Come on now. Ah, glory. Are you getting something this morning or this afternoon? Amen. Hey, glory. See, listen, God changed my whole agenda. Here's how we know it's God. Because when God is trying to do something, he changes your plans to meet his purpose. Many are the plans of a man, but God has the final outcome. I didn't set this meeting. I didn't set up Passover. Men didn't set up these times. God did. And let me show you. Okay, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. Once again, Egypt represents not enough. And I have heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Now, here's how I remember when I said it, it, it was going to prove that it's God and God comes down personally. Look at verse 8. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and bring them up from that land to a land, a large land, flowing with milk and honey. Now, this morning, I, I was teaching you that when God brings you out of a situation, he has to put you into a better situation. Amen. You, listen, this is your season that he's going to put you in your wealthy place. This is your seat. Ha, glory. Now listen. Listen right here. The Feast of, Pap of Passover represents God's beginning of bringing manifestation of harvest in your life. Okay? All right. Now listen. In order to understand the season, you have to understand how God's kingdom operates. The kingdom of God operates, and this phrase, kingdom of God, all it means is God's way of doing things. And it works by seed time and harvest. Now, I got to show this to you real quick so, you, so you'll be able to understand everything else. Go to Genesis chapter 8 really quick. 
I got to show this to you so that we can move forward. Are you getting something? Are you getting something this afternoon? Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Genesis chapter 8. And after we go to Genesis chapter 8, we're going to go to uh, Exodus chapter. Let's see. What do I want to use? Uh, we're going to use. Uh, we're going to use Leviticus chapter 23. So Genesis chapter 28. And then we're also going to go to Leviticus 23. Amen. So Genesis chapter 8. Look at verse 22. Remember, I said the kingdom of God. Or God's way of doing things works by seed time and harvest. So there is an operation of seed sowing and then harvest receiving. Let me show you. Genesis chapter 8. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So if this is a operation of God, it doesn't matter what's going on or who works in it. It works for everybody. This is why Paul said, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for what for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if I sow into God's way of doing things, I'm going to reap a harvest from God's way of doing things. Amen. But listen, when God brings it back to us, it's always multiplied and better. Amen. Okay, now we can go to Leviticus chapter 23. Um... And for time's sake, now remember, I, I, I told you that these feasts are the feasts from God or the feasts of the Lord. It's not a Jewish thing. It's not a Jerusalem or Israeli thing. It is for God's sons and daughters to understand how God operates. But pastor, oh, pastor, I am, but I am, I am saved by grace. That means I ain't got to do all that anymore because that's the law. That's a lie. Because we're going to find out that God said, do certain things forever. Which means that when Yahshua, Jesus, comes back, when he returns, we will still be doing the feast of the Lord. Amen. Leviticus chapter 23. Let me just share this with you and we'll go forward. Look at verse 2. Amen. Now remember, I was going to show you where it says that these are the feast of the Lord. Amen. Verse 2. Speak unto the children of Israel, this is Moses that he's talking to, and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord. I didn't write this. I'm just reading what the word says. Concerning the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be what? Holy convocations. The word holy convocations means holy celebrations or separated or sanctified unto God celebrations or rehearsals, these are my feast. Then he comes in verse, oh, oh, oh come on now, this is all good. Um, look at verse 4, amen. These are the feast of the Lord. He says it again, not, feast of the, not, not the feast of the Jews. Chris, thank you for joining in. Not the feast of Israel, not the feast of Jerusalem. These are the feast of the Lord. How glory. Even holy celebrations, which you shall what? Proclaim in their seasons. Okay. Glory. He shot to the bar. Yes, shalom, my brother. Now he says, in the 14th day of the first month, in the evening, it is the Lord's Passover. He didn't say the Jews' Passover. He said the Lord's Passover. Now, this is when... And, and we'll go back and read it in Exodus. This is why he said, take a sheep, take the blood, put it on your doorpost, doorpost, and when the death angel that I send sees the blood, I will pass over you so you will not be destroyed by the plague that I sent for my enemies. Okay? And on the 15th day on that same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is the Passover, and it's like seven, seven days. Amen. And you shall eat unleavened bread. Unleavened. Leaven in the Bible is another word for yeast. And he said that, that the getting of the yeast out of your house represents you getting sin out of your life. This is why for seven days they ate 
what is called a matzah bread, bread made with no yeast, okay? Because they had to rush to eat it because they were going to escape from Egypt and spoil the Egyptians because all the women of Egypt got the silver and the gold and the fine linen that God would later use to help build the tabernacle. Remember, my ways are not your ways, says God. Now look, um... And let me just, and let's just go to, for time's sake, Exodus chapter 12, so you can see this, and then we're going to go to the New Testament, because I don't want you to think like, like this is only in the Old Testament, because it's not. Okay, Sister Francine, thank you for joining in, Exodus, Exodus chapter 12. Now remember, I said if God tells us to do something, he always gives us a why. Amen. Exodus chapter 12. Come on now, just a few more minutes. Because listen, I'm going to be teaching this all week, even while we're in the Feast of Passover. Amen. Um, glory. Now now listen, remember, remember when I told you that God's month or God's year doesn't start in January. It starts at Passover. Let me just show this to you. Exodus chapter 12. Ah, glory. Hishatelamah. Verse 1, and the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. So time, now God is setting a timetable. He says, This will be unto you, unto you, unto you. The Romans didn't do this. The Babylonians didn't do this. The um, uh, Everywhere, the Persians didn't do Everywhere where they were captives, they were pagans. They didn't believe in God's people, in their God, Jehovah. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Not January. Ha glory. Ha glory. Verse 6. And you shall keep it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is where they get the land. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, verse 11. And this is where they take the sheep. And you shall eat the sheep with your loins girded, with your shoes on your feet, with your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Angela, thank you for joining in. Sister Patricia Devine, thank you for joining in. It is the Lord's Passover, not the Jews' Passover. Okay, for I, here's the why. If God says something, he tells you why. And for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite, I will kill all the firstborn in the land, both man and beast. Uh, and against the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, or I am Jehovah. Now listen, the reason why he said this was because when Joseph, helped Egypt to survive and become the most powerful nation in the land by for seven years storing up food, and the nations had to come to him. The land people traded land for food. Jo they forgot what Joseph did. So God said, I'm going to execute judgment. But God had also told Abraham years, hundreds of years before, that your people will be in bondage for 400 years, but I'm going to come down to deliver them. God's word will never pass away. Now, and the blood of the sheep shall be for you a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord throughout your generations, throughout your generations, throughout your, not just one generation, not just in the Old Testament. You shall keep it, how glory. You shall keep it, how glory, a feast unto the Lord, and you shall keep it a feast by ordinance forever. Now, this word forever is very clear, isn't it? Which means, ha glory, that if he said forever, Jesus had to do it. The disciples and the apostles did it, which means it's still being done today. Now listen, God, it, now listen, let me just make this clear, okay? God is not more concerned with the ritual than he is with you remembering his word and doing 
his doing his word with the willingness and obedience. I do not, listen, I do not celebrate Passover because of a ritual. I understand that because if I come into his presence, remember, I told you that when God tells us to have an appointed time, a moad or moadim, is to restore us, renew us, refresh us, and to reconnect with us. This is why. This is why he says, I am come down. Now, I know what you're saying. Hey, glory. He shot to the bottom. Woo! I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, pastor, where, you know, where is, you know, where is, uh, where is this in the, in the New Testament? Okay. When that, when I remember, if, remember, the Old Covenant or the Old Testament is the promises of God. And the New Testament is the fulfillment of those promises. Amen. Amen and amen. So we're going to make sure that we, first of all, um, <laughs> woo, that we, first of all, see this in the word. Amen. Amen. If you're getting something so far, someone type, someone, someone type, amen. Praise God, apostle, woman of God, you are awesome. Come on now. Come on. And let's go here. Mm, for time's sake, amen. Okay. I see everyone saying amen. Now, now listen, when you say amen, when you say amen, it means that you agree. Look in Luke chapter 2. Come on, Luke chapter 2. Amen, Luke chapter 2. Come on. How glory. He shot that about. And I'm going to show you some things. Because we're not going to be too much longer. You can't get everything at one time. But listen, the, the, the most important thing I want you to get today is that these times and seasons that God said, come into my presence three times in a year. And I'll show that to you before we get off this broadcast. There are three times in the year that Elohim, the Father, is closer to us, his image, his creation, than any other time and season of the year. Yes, he's omniscient. Yes, the Holy Ghost is everywhere at one time. Yes, but these times are personal because, listen, the spiritual component is, when you come into his presence at these times, they are to restore, renew, and refresh you because when you do what he says, well, let me just show you. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to speed this up. Look at verse 41. Luke chapter 2, verse 41. Amen. Ha, glory. Hey, glory. He shot to the bar. Sister Sarah, I thank you for joining in. But the Lord says that because you got on this broadcast today, that financial need that you need, God is not only going to meet it, but he's going to give you two to three times more just so that way you know it's from God. Because if he just gave you enough, you would still be in the same situation. So the finances that you need, he's going to double it or triple it so that way you have your cup running over, says God. Come on, Luke chapter 2, look at verse 41. High glory. Come on. And, 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 I, and now listen, if you hear somebody receive a word from God, you need to rejoice because when you rejoice with them, it gets on you. Oh, I wish I had somebody with with me. Luke chapter 2 verse 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. Oh come on, see I wish I had somebody. Ah glory, his parents. So we know, ha glory, that these were people, ha glory, Joseph and Mary. These were people, ha glory. These were people. Ah, glory. See somebody needs to praise God with Sister Sarah right now. Come on, somebody stop what you're doing. Praise God with Sister Sarah right now and watch what God does with your finances. Come on, somebody begin to praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody begin to magnify the Lord. Come on, because right now, what God is getting ready to do in her life is going to overflow into yours in Jesus' name. Ha, glory. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem. Ha, glory. Hey, Shaq. Ha, glory. At the custom of the feast. Ha, glory. 
Now, when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, and as they returned, the child, Jesus, tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. Ha glory, ha shatarabha. But they, ha glory, supposing him to be somewhere with, with their company, they went three days. And they turned around, and when they found him not, they turned around seeking him, and it came to pass. After three days, remember, three days means obedience in the word. After three days, our glory, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, our glory, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and Answers, and when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, "Son, why did why did you deal with us this way?" Now look, listen to what Jesus said. Here's how we know he's a son of God. He said unto them, "How is it that you sought after me? Didn't you know I must be about my father's business?" He was in the temple at the time of. Passover. He was in the temple hearing and teaching from the word. He was teaching the doctors, asking them questions, receiving answers. Why? Because it was the time appointed. He knew he was at, he didn't say, he didn't say he was at a church service. He said, I would be about my father's business. And the father's business at this time of the year was to activate this feast, this activation of restoring, renewing, refresh, refreshing, and reconnecting with the Father. Now, listen, I know what you're saying. Ha, glory. He shot to the mouth. Where does it say in the Bible where he's going to restore stuff to us? Where does it say in the Bible that if we come into his presence? I'm glad you asked that. Now, listen, I know that this is <laughs> Apostle Duncan online asking that question. So I'm going to answer this question just for Apostle Duncan, and we all going to get blessed. Amen, woman of God. Amen. Go to Joel chapter 2. Now, now listen, Joel chapter 2. Don't you miss this. Don't you miss this. Here's, here's when the, listen, the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. When you come into his presence at these times of the feast, here's what's going to happen. High glory in your life. High glory. Now listen, Listen, and amen, amen. The Bible says laughter do of good like a medicine. Woman of God, understand. Ha, glory. Because I'm about to use this scripture over your life, woman of God, he is getting ready to restore everything 100-fold in your life. Amen. When the ah, glory, he shot to the bar. Woman of God, a.k.a. shot. Because the enemy tried to attack your body, says the Lord, I'm not only going to make you, I'm not only going to heal you, I'm going to make you whole, and I'm going to make the devil pay you back seven times more for what he puts you through during that time. Ha, glory. Come on, Joel chapter 2. Come on, now somebody better receive it. When you hear somebody else receive a healing from God, when you hear somebody else receive something from God, you better learn how to praise God because when you praise, when you rejoice, when your brethren rejoice, when you mourn, when they mourn, your, the benefits on them get on you. Come on now. Come on now, he kosha. Ha glory, he shata. Somebody else getting ready to be healed. Ha glory, he shata. Somebody's going to get healed of cancer right now just because we're in the presence of God. Ha glory, he shata. It ain't my word, it's the word of God. Ha glory. He's healing cancer. Ha glory. Mm. Type 1 diabetes is being healed right now. Come on, somebody. How do they tell? Come on, lift your hands right now. Oh, glory. He shot about high blood pressure. How glory. Congestive heart disease is being healed right now, says God. Come on. He shot about. Come on. Glory. Joel chapter 2. Now, remember, with all you're getting, get understanding. Glory. This is why I'm not giving you my opinion. We're reading from the word of God. Now listen, don't be destroyed because you reject knowledge from God. Hosea chapter 4 says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Because you rejected knowledge, I will reject you. Listen, 
Take these verses. This is why I'm typing them down. Take them to God. Ask him if what I'm teaching is true. I bet you he says it is true and it'll bear witness. Come on. Joel chapter 2. Glory. He shot to the bottom. Oh, glory. Come on. Joel chapter 2. Now, because God's kingdom works by seed, time, and harvest, and because God's people at this time, they were all farmers because they had to grow their food, and they were herders because they had to graze their cattle, their their cows, their, their sheep, their lambs, their goats, or whatever. They had to, to grow it. They had to do it personally. They didn't have, even though they had markets, but still they had to have her glory. Thank you, woman of God. They had to have, they had to be able to grow their own food. So this is why God's kingdom works by seed, time, and harvest. Amen. Now, here's the key. The feast of Passover in the seasons of God is the time when God has set in the earth to be able to start planting and you'll find out later tomorrow, I'll teach about the other feast also, so you'll know what the different stages of seed time and harvest is. Amen. So, look at verse 23. No, no, look at verse 21. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord, Jehovah, will do great things. Be not afraid, beast of the field. For the, listen, pastures of the wilderness, they do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. See what he's, see, see what he's setting up? He's setting up the time where you're getting ready to eat. Now the world's trying to say, are you hungry? Come on. Are you ready to eat? Ha, glory. He shot to the mouth. You have to understand. This is your time to eat the seed of the word. So you can, oh, come on. God does it in you first before he does it outwardly. Come on now. How glory. Now, look at verse 23. Be glad, you children of Zion, the church. Oh, no, 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 not the church, because you are the church, but the body of Christ. And rejoice in the Lord, Jehovah, your God, Elohim, for he has given you, check it out, check it out, for he hath, past tense, given you the former rain moderately. And he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain, in the first month. Now, why did he say former rain, latter rain, first month? Here's number one. I'm going to give you these three things, and then we're going to pray. Hey, glory. <laughs> and then we're going to. Now, listen, I pray that you tune in for the rest of the week. Amen. Former rain. It means. This phrase, former rain, means the beginning rains. Now, because they are in Israel and Jerusalem and Judah, they live in a desert land. It doesn't rain very much. So they had to believe God. Listen, they had to believe God to send the rain because of what Adam did in the garden. They had to believe God. He said, because of you disobeyed, you're going you're gonna to work by the sweat of your brow. You're going to grow food by the sweat of your brow. They lived in a desert land. So because it didn't rain that much, by, by the time of Passover, the ground was hard and caked, had no moisture. So they had to believe God for the beginning rains, the former rains, so it would bring moisture to the ground so they would have the capability. And according to Haggai, he said, break up the followed ground. It would give them the ability to get their plows out and break up the ground to do what? Sow the seed while the earth remains. Seed time and heart. Oh, come on now. Now you're getting where we're going. Now, the former rains. But he said, I will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, but then he says, the latter rain. Come on now, stay with me. If you're getting something so far, someone type amen, latter rain. This phrase, okay, now the latter rain. This word latter rain, it, it means 
the harvest rains, bringing the harvest to maturity. Now, why this? Why is this key? Because look at what he says. I'm going to give you the former beginning rains and the latter, the harvest bringing rains, at the same time, when? In the first month. The Bible says this, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his way of doing things, and all these things, wait, wait, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, staying in right standing with God, then all these things shall be what? Added. You don't have to beg from God. We've been, the devil has sown seeds into the body of Christ in churches that we are begging from God, and as sons, now ladies, when I say sons, it has nothing to do with gender. It has everything to do with covenant birthright connections to Elohim. When you understand that you were birthed, we are made in his image after his likeness. There is no other creation like us. Even the angels aren't made like us. Oh, come on, somebody. David said, who is this man that God is mindful? Why? Because we are his sons. And you can't get an inheritance without having a birthright connection. Oh, come on, somebody. I wish I had somebody with me. When you understand, he's going to give you. Now, listen. And, and, and I'm going to teach you this tomorrow. And I'm going to write it down. The Bible says that he calls the end of a thing at the beginning. So he, he says, I'm going to give you the former rain, the beginning rains, and the latter rains, the harvest bringing rains together at the same time in the first month. Now look at verse 24. And he wasn't done. And your floor shall be what? Full of wheat. What does wheat represent in the Bible? The wheat represents abundance. In the Bible, how do we know? Because when they were slaves in Egypt, they didn't eat wheat loaves. They ate barley loaves. Oh, come on, somebody. I wish I had somebody. And then he said, your vats shall overflow with wine and oil. Wine, her glory, represents the spirit of God. Oil represents the anointing of God. Her glory. They're going to overflow. David said, and, and my cup overflows. Oh, come on. I wish I had somebody. Now, look at verse 25. Who's ready for your overflow? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you ready, come on. If you are ready, our glory, for your overflow, type, I'm ready for overflow. Come on. Our glory. You're ready to go from not enough to more than enough. Come on. If that is you, come on. Someone type, I'm ready for overflow. Come on, somebody. Now, look. Verse 25, here's the key right here, and we're going to end here today. And I will restore to you. I will restore. Ha, glory, he shot. Now listen, in this time and season, he's restoring. This is why he has to give you a beginning and a latter rain at the same time. This word restore. Now listen, the word restore. Ha, glory, this is going to bless you. Come on. The word restore. In the Hebrew, is the word shalom, which is a form of the word shalom, meaning nothing missing, nothing broken, absolute wholeness. It means covenant of peace. Our glory. Hashata. Woo! To live in peace. It means to make whole. It means to be complete. It means to be finished. Her glory. It means to make, check it out, compensation. Her glory. Hey, glory. And it, is, and it also means to reward. Now, listen, here's, here's the key. Here's the key. Now, here's the key to this. He says, and I will, I will restore. I will make you live in peace. I will make you whole. I will complete you, finish you. I will bring compensation, and I will reward you. The years, not, not just one, years, plural, that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, which I sent among you, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. 
Now listen, I know I dropped a whole lot on you today. But listen, I want you to understand what season you're in. Ah, glory. The devil's been trying to bring a pandemic because he didn't, he's been trying to cover up and deceive from you why this season in your life is so important. Some of you may have never heard about the teaching of the feast. This is why God made me do it. But this is why God also shut the earth down so you could be at a place where you could hear this word. That's why it's called a Moad or Moadim, a divine appointment, meeting, and place with God. Now listen, I want to thank you for joining in. Now, hell glory, if you got anything today, this is key. That help you. Ha glory. Go to the website, www.RestoredMinistriesInt.org. I've got more teaching videos on the Passover, on the Feast of the Lord, Feast of Pentecost, Feast of Tabernacle, which I'll teach you more about tomorrow because they all work together. But this is your time and season that God has come down to deliver you, to bring you into your wealthy place. I'm also going to teach you about the wealthy place tomorrow. Listen, praise God. Listen, listen. Listen, I, listen, I'm just, I'm just a son of God. My life is not my own. I do things how God tells me to do them. How glory. But listen, understand this. I know God. How glory. I've been teaching about the Passover most of my life. And God, how glory. For Arizona, uh, tomorrow morning, it's normally about, because we're in the shutdown thing, I've been getting on around seven-ish or so in the morning. But listen, I will send you, uh, um, um, Sister um, Apostle Duncan, if you will, I'm going to text you personally uh, my my um, um, phone number. I will send you a text to let you know when I'm going to be on. Amen? Because normally... I'm on in the morning, but listen, I'm also here to do what God called me to do. If you got something today, listen, 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 go to the website, sow a seed. If you have any questions, send me an email from the website. I will, I will give you all the answers through the word that God shows me. Why? Because listen, I ain't got it all together. I just know what he taught me, what he told me to teach. Amen. And I'm just a son trying to be pleasing to the Lord. But listen, lift your hands. Say, Father, your word says, when a man's ways please the Lord, you'll make his enemies be at peace. Father, right now, I lift my hands and I surrender to your timing, to your season, to your purpose for my life. Father, I repent. In any area of my life where I didn't hear, see, and understand. And Father, I forgive anyone and everyone who's ever done me wrong, knowingly and unknowingly. And Father, I thank you. Ha, glory. I thank you, Lord, that you are restoring right now all the years. Ah, glory. All the way back to Adam, back to my life, starting today. And from this day forward, I follow your voice, your word, and your seasons in Jesus' name. I want to thank you for joining in. Listen, tune in for tomorrow. Listen, I'm going to be on for as much as, as God tells me to. But listen, this is about giving you understanding. You've been a blessing to me today. Be blessed.